And welcome back to Origin of the Series and welcome back, Jeff. Thank you, Stephen. Lovely to be here. What's this episode three? Ep three, game two. Game two, yeah. That's going to get uh, confusing for some. It, it is. I, 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 when I was doing the, um, uh, doing the narrative bit to put this thing up on Spotify, I noticed that this is going to be something that's going to yeah. bite me many, many times. Yeah. yeah. But some of our smarter listeners will catch on and, um, <laughs> and it'll all work out for the best. And as we get down the track, this will be a non-issue. Yeah. Yeah, or we might have a few dummy episodes with no games in them, and that'll really confuse anyone that's that's caught up. Yeah. That's what we'll do. Okay, let's do that. Okay, so um, 1981. We've uh, we've moved up from 1980 to 1981. The world has completely changed. Stood on us here. Yeah, because we were we're now 16. <laughs> Which is that's um, right. massive, that's, massive, that's right. massive in the in the scheme of things. Uh, we're in our last year yeah. of high school. Um, that's tr- that's true. Yeah, lots of, yeah, yeah. We we're going on. The, the world was our oyster. Um, the world was our lobster, my son. And in my opinion, music starts to take a, a, a step down. And, uh, and I yeah. suspect you think it it moved across. I don't think so. I think it. It, it took a step down. I was talking to a um, uh, to a, a, a friend of of yours and mine during the week, and I had to had to admit I, I sort of entered the early eighties uh, enjoying the music, then soon realised it wasn't for me, and I've retreated to the early seventies, and I'm I'm still there, and um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna glam it up for the rest of my life. That's where I'm happiest. Well, here's, I've got two. I've got two different um, areas to talk about here: the the, the actual charts and what we mm-hmm. were listening to. So, in the okay, charts, good. the top, the top, five, the top five, and this sums it up. I'm not even going to go from five to one. I'm going to start at number one. Number one, stars on forty-five. Stars on forty-five. Was that that Jive Bunny guy? Yeah, yeah. So they say it stars on forty five by stars on forty five, uh, but it right. was that. It was just that montage of. Why? Why yeah, am I rubbish. thinking Drive Bunny? Was he? I don't know. There was yeah. I, I don't. I, I do. I'm aware of the Drive Bunny thing, but I can't. <laughs> when I went found the list, it, was, it just said stars on forty five. Number two okay. was um, Betty Davis Eyes by Kim Carnes, which is not okay. Bad. It's, I, I quite like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, not, not a bad it's song, its time, and, which is great. And she had a lovely voice. I liked that. She did had a lovely voice. Uh, you're not going to like this. No one's going to like this. <laughs> now, if you can tell me who did this, because when I saw it in writing, I went, I don't know mm. what that is. Okay. Got to pull myself together. Got to pull myself together. Uh, now, oh, hang on. We're not going complete. Mor here with um, going to get along without you now. That is that. No, same? that was good. Um, no, <laughs> compared to this. Compared to All right, this. then I don't know. Go on. The Nolans. The Nolans, right? Okay. I'd forgotten about them. Yeah. And uh, it was much better. It was much better when I had. But yeah. then it got interesting, 
Like our last top five, which had the vapors. So back in that that era, mm. it tended to have something that was a bit left of field. Mm. Freedom of choice by Devo. Devo, yeah, nice. So, so you got the Nolans and Devo together. Probably, probably never do. played on the on the same uh, on the yeah. same night in the same I, place. I would have been. I would have liked to be there. And then number five, which is interesting too, because it's Australian. Bad Habits by Billy Field. Wow. Remember that? that, that I vaguely, vaguely remember it. Yeah, Billy Field is really interesting because he was actually an excellent producer, more so than a songwriter, but he knew how to write a song. And he, somebody challenged him to write a number one song. Mm. And uh, it wasn't Bad Habits. He wrote, um, uh, I was in love with you, but you weren't in love with me. That's the lyrics. Can't remember the title of the song. But he was one of those guys mm. who was just a, knew how it worked. Anyway, that's the top. That's the official top five. But what okay. we were listening to was uh, "Ghost Town" by the Specials. Nice, yeah. Pretty in Pink, Psychedelic Furs. All right, okay. Uh, I know you're you're more of a fan than I was, but sure, sure. And this may apply to you too. Uh, "Ceremony" by New Order. Oh, I love uh, that. Which was actually. Um, First time they recorded that, they were Joy Divisions, and as we know, mm. yeah, the whole Joy Division story. Um, won't get that's another podcast, but yeah, that's interesting. Radio Free Europe by REM, yeah. And for our Aussie listener, our Aussie listener, um, unguarded the unguarded moment by the Church, by the so Church, nineteen eighty one. Yeah, yeah. Was, um, yeah, not bad, not bad. Certainly getting a little bit. Um, Little bit keyboard synthesizer heavy, which is my my major issue with eighties music. Yeah, but also, mm-hmm. for this is for me. I'll do this every episode. A Ramones reference. Uh, the Ramones released the KKK took my baby away. Yeah, and and, and not very uh, subtle message from um, uh, Joey to Johnny. Joey to Johnny, yeah, exactly. Yeah, silly my girlfriend and how Johnny was so right wing and a big Reagan fan and um, yeah, but he was those things, Joey. (laughs) He was, was, he was, yeah, uber right wing. Yes, absolutely. And uh, the Clash released "This Is Radio Clash," Mm. Um, which I liked. I liked it. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it wasn't one of their greatest moments, but you know that's okay. But in Brisbane. The Go-Betweens released their first official official album, Send Me a Lullaby, and that was released in mid-November. So a little bit down the track, but yeah. They'd already done, obviously, stuff that, uh, you know, they'd this released. Is, this, is, this is long post that um, that EP, the one that had... Um, yeah, Lee Remick, Lee Remick, Karen. Yeah. And what was that first single? Um, uh, I Need Two Heads? No, that was later. That was great. Yes, I loved that yeah. song. Yeah, I need to so that, uh, just as a as a mental note to self, listen to more early uh, Go Betweens because mm, I I sort mm. of I moved on very quickly uh, into the sort of mid career stuff, which I, I loved and still do. Um, but I skipped over all that early stuff, and I, I really should go back. Yeah. and have a proper listen. And like all those bands that became. Big in in our minds anyway. The early stuff was, um, yeah. When you go back and look at it, you, you can see where where you know 
and and, and pretty pretty raw. Yeah, it was yes. it was sort of um, something. I don't know. It's not like they they lost it as they as they moved on, but just that early raw stuff um, is kind of I don't know. The, yeah, something earthy about it that I really like. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that it was more about the songs and the story than their musicianship because they weren't very good. No, back in no. when it started. Yeah. No, but, so it, but was, you have that that, uh, that classic thing of bands spend the first 17 years of their life writing their first album, it becomes successful, and then they're told, right, we need to get second album out in in the next six weeks. So what songs have you got? And it's, um, yeah. yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> I've just got those first ones. Yeah, and you've got to do that while you're touring your album. So yeah. Your first album, right. yeah. Anyway, um, we do look, another, look, this is this is also just something I found, um, a, a little bit of trivia, right? So on this actual day, 28th of July, we have, this is, we're talking about a football game, by the way. It was happened 28th of July, 1981. And on that date, a guy called Rolf Wutherick, who was 54, he was a mechanic who'd been the passenger with James Dean in James hmm. Dean's fatal car crash. I didn't know you had a passenger. So he's yes. a passenger in James Dean's car crash, which was on September 30, 1955, which isn't too far away. Uh, um, uh, he was also killed while driving a Porsche at high speed in uh, a German village on the, this, on the, the date, 20th of July, 1981. Is that right? The guy that was in the yeah. car with James Dean? Yeah. So there huh. you go. Well, he just didn't learn, did he? No. <laughs> yeah. He probably wasn't wearing a seatbelt. No. I only saw that um, uh, sometimes on the, on the Facebook feed you, you see these things. Uh, you know, that I, I saw it recently, that picture of James Dean and that guy. I didn't know his name. Um, the last picture Rolf. before Rolf. they... Rolf. Rolf. Um, yeah. Last last picture before they died thing, which is kind of creepy, and I, I, I don't think I'll look at those things again. But yeah, that was one of the one of the things. Um, yeah. it, those those lists are usually populated by people having a a selfie on the top of a tower two seconds before they fell off and plummeted to their death on the rocks below. But yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be looking at them again. Uh, what else was going on in 1981? Uh, I'll just quickly go through the movies. Mm, please. Uh, number five, uh, Evil Dead. Ugh. Number four, Excalibur. Number three, Hang on, just, just before Just before you do, this Evil Dead thing always gets me. I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't like uh, scary movies. I think that's well, it's not well known. You know, I, I don't like scary movies. I don't like paying people to... Give me a fright. I don't. I don't see how that's fun for anyone. Um, but I know that Evil Dead and particularly Evil Dead Two are supposed supposedly classic cinema. Is this something that you um, no, subscribe to? Never seen no. them. Not, no, I'm the same. <laughs> it's not that I don't think scary movies have a place, but I just there are better things to watch. So well, that that place is next, next door, like, someone else's house. That's right. I like things. I don't mind things like The Exorcist. And the omen, mm. but remember mm. we saw those ones. Those ones. Um, what were they? Friday the Thirteenth. 
And yeah, I didn't like them. At the time, you know, when you thought, oh, the movie's over, and he, jumped, he leaps out of the lake. And it got, yeah. you a, got you a beauty first time. Yeah. And that's about it. They can only do that once. Um, so I didn't like that. I don't like that Glock shock stuff. I do like um, no. dating back to things like Rosemary's Baby, all that, you know, things that are done yeah. well like that. But no, not, I didn't like not, that. No. <laughs> but not, uh, yeah, I don't like we're going to, Scary tricks business. Mm. So, yeah. No, I, I, I just don't get it. I, I don't get it. It's like music with right. synth- synthesizers. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'll leave it for everyone else. But sorry, I yeah. interrupted you. That's okay. Evil Dead That's was five. You in, well, I, you, I, I, was, you know, I got onto Cannonball Run. was a mm. uh, big, big movie then. Interesting one. Number two was a movie called Possession by Sam Neill starred in it. And this is when he had been in a few things. This is like a European movie. So he started to get into, Hmm. he'd broken out of the, you know, which back in the day, Australian cinema was, well, I thought it was excellent. It wasn't Hmm. big or well-paying. And um, number one movie, which I think we can all agree was a classic. Hang on. This is going to be a, a like a summer blockbuster. No, yeah, yeah. Smoking to the in point the point where they're still, they're still, they're, they're going to make, they're making. There's another one out now. Oh God, go on. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, okay. Love that movie. Mm. I, I wish they'd stop making them. Yes, <laughs> I, don't, but, I don't understand that. Once again. Other people were seeing these movies. The movie mm. we were seeing mm. in 1981, mm. 82, 83, 84, 85, 86 was uh, Porky's. <laughs> <laughs> you probably watched it on the weekend. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> no. I didn't. Um, we used to go to the... Um, At the Oxley uh, Drive-In, we saw that. That's, I was just about to say we would go to the drive-in fairly, uh, fairly regularly, and mm. um, those Porky's movies were always the, the movie. But there, were, there used to be three movies on sometimes at the drive-in, wasn't there? Yeah, depending on yeah. the time of year, and the Porky's one would always be the second movie, the one before the proper one that you went to see. What do you mean? What are you saying? That they were terrible, <laughs> absolutely terrible. And I caution anyone that might be listening, might have stumbled across this podcast. If you haven't seen them, then you're in the best possible condition yeah. you can be. Yeah. Stay, stay yeah. like that. Stay, stay gold, pony boy. Don't watch those movies. <laughs> <laughs> so look, that's that, that's the movies. I'll quickly go through live music. Mm. Um, so we're talking about the game being on the 20th of July. Two weeks later, the Cure would play Festival Hall. Mm. Tom Waits would be in October. Previously, ACDC, right? ACDC, 1981, Festival Hall played two shows. Can you imagine that? Mm. I don't know why I didn't. We were, I know we weren't into ACDC, but actually that would have been a good thing to go to now with I, hindsight. Do you know, I, I, I like them uh, quite a bit. Um, and... Mm. I certainly like them more now than than I did. I wish I'd sort of opened up my brain a little bit uh, at the time and, and enjoyed it more. Um, but you know, the more I listen to them, the more um, the more bluesy 
they sound. Um, and the less, uh, they, they were tarred with that, you know, heavy metal sort of thing. And that, they're just not. They're, they're just, you know, there's no, there's nothing alike if you, you know, were to compare ACDC and you know, pick any one of those terrible hair bands. Um, yeah, like uh, Poison. Poison, poison, or even you know, classic Deep Purple type stuff. They're just not not yeah. like oh, that. Okay, yeah, no, um, they're just a, a blues band with um, uh, with a bit more attitude, but pretty good. Yeah, so I wish I'd been there in 1981 to watch ACDC. Well, I had, like when I was growing up, I had my mate, my mate Mick Chase, who lived behind us, massive mm. ACDC fan. But obviously, you know, um, Bon Scott, ACDC. And we loved it. I loved Highway to Hell and all that stuff as a kid, but mm. you didn't, you know. Um, and then, and then, as I thought, I, my taste got more sophisticated. And as you said, you didn't appreciate the whole blues and no. how good they were. But also, mm. I sort of compared them in some way. I keep talking about the Ramones, but compare them to the Ramones, as in they went, "This is what we do," and we don't pretty much don't change. That, that's not, right. There's a lot, lot to be admired about ACDC with that. They didn't, they didn't try to be they something that they were not. They weren't fashionable, no. you know. And, and never cared. And it kind of proves it, didn't it? It kind of proves if you just stick to what you, what, what you love, what you're good at and what you like doing, mm. um, it doesn't matter, you know. Yeah, just keep doing um, that. Yeah. So that was... Um, Allied music. Well, quickly, now this is interesting news. Mm. So the game was on the 28th of July. On the 29th of July, mm. uh, big news, Charles and Di's wedding. Mm. Um, and we... Yeah. Yeah. Didn't watch it. That, that didn't... Yeah, we watched that. And Did you watch it? I didn't watch it. Uh, I don't think so. No, I did see them. I did see them in. I think it was nineteen eighty. Would have been eighties. No, would no. late eighties. I saw them. I was happening to come home from uni at QIT back in the day, and there was there was a cavalcade down George Street, and I saw yeah, them happening to go past. Yeah, they but, did that. They no. did that tour um, when the first of their princes was born, um, and I don't know when that was. Early mid eighties, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was that... not not interested. Um, no. Yeah. Um, other interesting news: Queen Street would close in August for right. construction of the Queen Street Mall. Yeah. There you go. Um, and 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 Nash... hasn't stopped hasn't stopped evolving since. The, no, the beat since. goes on. Well, the, the Queen Street Center Mall. Clo- Maya Center closed about three weeks ago. The, the Maya component of it closed about three hmm. weeks ago. Uh, and uh, but that the building's there. We don't know what's going to happen to it. But it's um yeah. That's do they still have that? Um, they used to have, and maybe they still do. Uh, there's like a roller coaster thing. No, at the top. It's called no. That's that's a trivia question. Now it's called the place is called Tops. It stopped about right. twenty years ago. It had a roller right. coaster. Yeah, it's awful. I I can't. I mean, I can't stand the place. It's just it's always been dark and dingy for me. But um, yeah, yeah. Tops, tops closed. There's a big cinema in there now. Um, it has been, but there was there was a cl- there was a nightclub in the bottom of that. Um, yeah, Metropolis. 
Metropolis, because you, you and I were. We saw they uh, might be. We saw they might. They be might giants be giants. There. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, now I'm, I'm sure that's long saw, gone. Metropolis. Yeah, I saw that. We I saw the church there. It didn't last long. I don't think it turned into various venues over the years. But mm. no, it's it's yeah, it, it's um, that's gone. Uh, there's a lot of development happening up that end of town. So that became my. My a department sort of have three levels in in the city like that. So kind of, I always get lost in that building. It's it's all too. It's a strange layout, bit higgledy piggledy. <laughs> I just yeah, I, yeah. I just gave up on that place. And then there's a bus centre down below, which is great. But I mean, it became yeah. too. It became too. Um, as you say, it became too complicated. Hmm. I tell you. Um, moving on with other news. 1981 was the year that doctors first identify what they call gay-related immune deficiency grid. Uh, right. <laughs> Soon it became AIDS, as we know it. And so that, I mean, that's that was era-defining. Um, yeah, it certainly was. So, yeah, so that, you know, that's... Um, so that's what was happening. That was what was happening. Uh, and quickly, if you want to know how much it costs for a can of Campbell's soup, 47 yes. cents. A hmm. barbecue chook, which recently in Australia has been defined as the bachelor's handbag. <laughs> what? Yeah. A bachelor's we got, handbag? Yeah, we've got this thing. A, a barbecue chook is called a bachelor's handbag. Um. Uh, a poker machine is called a pensioner's laptop. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff like that. Anyway, barbecue chalk, $3.25, a quality rank arena sound system mm. with a bonus pack of five C90 black ca- blank cassettes, mm. $459. Wow. And what I found particularly interesting, 1981, these funny little 10-second TV ads for the Apple personal computer came up and they were just these funky little ads with no voiceover saying something like the personal computer is coming. And that was it, mm. 10 seconds. So wow. there you go. And tell me, uh, just for comparison's sake, um, so the, the, the bachelor's handbag um, was three twenty-five yeah. in 1981. What, what would yeah, that take you back, back to 10, today? 50, 11 bucks now. Eleven wow. bucks, ten fifty. But it, about the difference is, is it's free range these days, right? Still greasy or as hell. An organic one probably costs you fifty, but you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I don't, yeah. don't want any fifty fifty dollar um, chickens. Thanks. Very yes, much. that's what was happening. So, um, on to the rugby league. Yes. Um, oh, before we go into the, the rugby league, this is rugby yes. league. That year, um, in the Brisbane, the BRL, the Brisbane, the mighty Brisbane Rugby League uh, Grand Final, hmm. South played Redcliffe, and they won thirteen nine. Uh, That's right. That's right. Because the year before, we did. I don't know if we mentioned this last week. The year before was the Norths Souths. Uh, final the 
the infamous Biff at the start um, yeah. with tw- 26 guys piling in and uh, Campbell Dews <laughs> knocking six bells out of anyone that came within range. Yeah, Zulu, um, yeah. Uh, and um, I remember, I actually, only, I watched this the other day, um, Ross Henrik comes running in from about 40 yards away and absolutely cold cocks someone um, who's knocked out and um, uh, just sort of stood back to see who would take him on, and no one did. Little fella. You wouldn't take on Ross Henry, you know. <laughs> no. No. And, and um, bite you in the knees. Yeah. And that, <laughs> that's right. Good player. Good player. Um, and we'll actually come to him. He was a great player. On. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that but that yeah, so was yeah, yeah, South, 80, 81 South beat Redcliffe. Yeah, and so it was thirteen nine. Um, Meningo obviously played in that game, kicked three goals, um, tries by the the Brad Brad Sully and Mick Reardon, great yeah. winger. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember that. that field, towards the end of the game, field that goal was. By, yeah, field goal by Ken Spencer. Uh, the nine points for Redcliffe were all scored by the wonderful. Bunny Pierce. Bunny Pierce. But a tr- uh, yeah, a try and three the goals. Late, the late great Bunny Pierce. Was that the yeah. game? Uh, Artie played for Redcliffe in that game. Did Redcliffe. he not? Did he? Yeah. Not? Pretty sure. Maybe. Should I may have made that, yeah. that up. We may have to. <laughs> we may have to clean that up in the edit. Oh, but... you might have been thinking when he played that played for them in nineteen sixty five. But it... <laughs> no, I'm not. Because um, I, <laughs> I did. I'm he sure came I back. Tell yeah. the difference. Yeah, he, no, he did, but I just don't know if he played in that in mm. that grand final. I'm going to say he did. I'm going to say he did, and we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And um, we may tidy that one up in the edit. Anyway, origin. So yeah. the um, so the setup to that was <clears throat> excuse me the um, the thinking amongst the administrators was that they would give this origin business another go if the uh, the score was 2-0 to either team after the first two yeah. uh, matches. And um, lo and behold, it was. Um, uh, New South Wales uh, won fairly uh, comfortably uh, the, first, uh, the first two games. So we're... We had Origin again for for Game Three. Um, I, I distinctly remember being really excited about this. It was the first time ever that I had been, how would you say, dispassionate about uh, Queensland's efforts in the first two games because I really did want right. to see a, another yeah. uh, Origin game. Now I have, um, another, I have a question, a quite important hmm. question. Were, were we there for the second game? Hmm. I can't remember. It's... I can't remember. Um, yeah, I got really. I oh, I can't remember. What was the the score in the second game? Might see if I can pull that up now. Um. Okay, nineteen eighty one. First game was at uh, Lang Park and New South Wales won 10-2. 
32,000 people at the game. Second game, oh, I remember the second game. That's the Leichhardt Oval one. There was the Leichhardt Oval one. Um, New South Wales won 22-9. Eddie Ward was uh, uh, refing. And, yeah, that game, that's right. Ross Henrik was uh, halfback Mark Murray at at 5-8. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The Leichhardt game where no one went. It was yeah. just the. There was that joke about there's three men and a dog, and yeah, all that. Yeah, um, that, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so uh, so Origin for uh, for game three. So um, so why don't we run through the teams? Why don't we do that just to refresh ourselves with uh, sure. with who was there, um, and for. Bit of bit of variety. Why don't you yeah, take switch it. New South Wales? Yeah. Okay, I will. Fullback was Phil Sigsworth. Mm-hmm. On the wings, Terry Fay from South. Eric Groth on debut. Uh, Terry Fay was uh, no, he had a he had a different club every year. Um, I'm pretty sure he was with Easts at the time. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, in the centres, our old mates Mick Cronin and Steve Rogers. Uh, now, 5'8", Terry Lamb, which is interesting. He wasn't picked to start with. There's got Mick Patterson was picked. He got sick on the That's plane right. or something like that. Yeah. And Terry Lamb got flown in, uh, which Wally Lewis really enjoyed later on during the game. To have- <laughs> he certainly did. He, did. he took Peter a liking Sterling. to him, didn't he? he? Yeah, he did. He said, I'll show you how this works. <laughs> and, um, Peter Sterling made his debut, and I've got a soft spot for Peter Sterling. And when everyone bangs on about State of Origin, where he came from, we know Peter Sterling was born in Toowoomba, but anyway, that's mm. another thing. Mm. Ray Price. Was it Locke? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Doing his, um, doing his funny uh, standing at an angle in uh, front of the posts. Did that yeah. ever work? Did that, did that ever no. put anyone off? No. Or did, no. did he just look like a goose? No, it's a dickhead. Um, <laughs> so Le, uh, Les Boyd, Les, the violent Les Boyd and um, Peter Tunks in the second row, Ron Hilditch, Barry Jensen and Steve Bowden. Now, the interesting thing about that forward pack is none of those guys played in the first game, first the first Origin game, which is probably more indicative of the way the approach of New South Wales. But That's right. Certainly wasn't, they certainly weren't building any... Uh, uh, any patterns or any um, you know team team bonding? So um, no, I, I had a soft spot for for, um, uh, for Barry Jensen because he played for Brothers uh, a couple of years before, and I was absolutely and astonished he was for to Newtown see him. at the time. Yeah, yeah. I, it was it was a surprise. Although uh, Newtown were were um, was strong that year. Um, of course, yeah, yeah. Um, well, they won. Did they? They played. Did they play in the grand final that year or the year before. Uh, yeah, and anyone listening south of the border is going to be <laughs> throwing things at at, mm. uh, at us right now. I can't remember. Um, the, that was the year uh, Radonikus went from uh, west to Newtown. Was it eighty or eighty one? I can't remember. Can't. Yeah, sorry about that. It's okay. So um, that's they are they are uh, coached by uh, Glossop and. Um, <laughs> The reserves of Graham O'Grady and Gary Dowling. Yeah, they were. So yeah. now, now let's talk about the good guys. <laughs> Queensland. Queensland. So fullback, 
Cole Scott, the great Cole Scott, uh, had moved to uh, Wynnum um, by this time. Um, on the wings were uh, Brad Backer, who um, was from Brisbane Easts and um, uh, had played in the first game as well. And I, I think probably doesn't get the um, the credit he deserves uh, these days. He was a good player, a good finisher. He was. Um, played played several times for Queensland in the interstate games as well as the origin uh, stuff. Um, uh, and Mitch Brennan yeah, so on, the, on, on the other wing. Well, we're going to give Brad Backer the um, recognition he deserves by doing a quick profile <laughs> from, I don't know, it would have been some rugby league week or something back in the day. But um, just quickly, a profile on Brad Backer, that he, one of those things where you, you fill in yourself. So his, mm. his nickname was BB, <laughs> born, um, born in um, Meribara. Uh, favourite dish, steak, Diane. Pretty fancy. fancy. Pretty fancy. Yeah. Uh, favourite drink, Bundy and Coke. Favourite TV show, Brad. Love your work, Faulty Towers. <laughs> Favorite movie, Rocky. <laughs> Look, no judgment here, but favorite book. I don't read books. Did he actually say that? I don't read books. He did. I don't read books. Huh. Uh, favorite music. Uh, favorite band, Fleetwood Mac. Uh, my car. That's in two hundred B. Yeah. <laughs> I had one of them. Um, yes. Uh, I, I drove a 120Y to my formal. So there you go. Um, uh, most respected rival, Kerry Bosted. Most respected referee. All of them. Yeah. Good on you, Brad. Um, Favourite all-time player, Graham Langlands. Uh, yeah. And that's uh, – yeah, that's paraphrasing right. Brad. So there's Brad getting a bit of the um, – a bit of the, of the spotlight he deserves. Yeah, well, thank you. I'm sure he's so on, on with the on with the team. Sanders, well, he couldn't go anywhere else. Melbourne Enger and Chris Close. Um, five eighth now. Uh, Wally Wally has moved to uh, uh, to five eighth, where he will stay, and quite rightly for the for the rest of time. And he's also the captain. He's also the captain. The first he time. is the captain. I probably probably should say at this point, um, uh, the idea was for uh, Artie to play in this match, um, mm. but uh, he didn't. He'd got a he got a whack uh, in the eye in the in a match the week before. But there's also a a, a, um, a story going around at the time that he he had sort of lost interest in playing. Um, representative uh, footy. He hadn't been picked to play against the, the French touring team earlier um, in the year. Uh, there was sort yeah. of a, a strange timing sequence uh, here. Usually you would have the, the three interstate games followed by the, um, the internationals. But that didn't happen this time. The uh, internationals had finished by the time this uh, origin game came along. Artie hadn't been picked to play, um, and uh, I, I don't think he'd sort of 
uh, thrown his toys out of the cot, but he had just said, oh, just mm. think I'm done with this uh, representative footy luck. So uh, he had made himself unavailable for the game. So he was he was coach and not playing, and therefore Wally becomes captain. Yeah. Um, halfback Ross Henrik, uh, the angry ant who was playing for uh, Norths at the time, as we said. Uh, Locke, uh, Chris Phelan uh, from the Souths in Brisbane, who would uh, go on to play every position in the pack except for hooker. Maybe he did. I don't remember it, but um, he certainly played and in the interesting thing row. about Chris... Chris Phelan was actually born in is born in Ireland. Is that right? As was yes, as was his brother Pat Phelan, his older brother, who drowned. Who played for South, great forward. He drowned in a boating incident in the Brisbane River in nineteen seventy eight. Um, hmm. Yeah, so yeah, just a little bit of bit of trivia there. But I remember those guys because um, uh, he was a he was a, we, a uh, tough tough guy. Uh, Chris Phelan. Yeah. I, 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 I try yeah. to resist the temptation to always say these guys were tough because they all were, but he, he was hard, that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, Ray Price will attest to that, I reckon. Yeah, good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris Phelan, he certainly got amongst it in, in this game. Um, I think I was listening to the, uh, I was watching the, the replay there the other day. Um, uh, Rex Mossop, throughout the game, he was re- really getting stuck into uh, Chris Fielder. And at the end, summarised by oh, saying he, when, what a great game he had. But when he got headbutted by Ray Price, mm. um, and I know it's a different time, but if he did that now, if Ray Price did that now, he wouldn't be playing, you know, he wouldn't be playing for 15 years. But then he, he kept, kept banging on about how Chris Fielder had dived. Oh, and yes. about it. And he goes, oh, that's right, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I, his his commentary, his commentary just was nasty. Not just towards Queensland, it's just, he just had this bitchiness about him. Towards, yeah, he just he, had this um, teacher. He, it's like a, like he's like he's like a failed teacher kind of angle, and it's just really unnecessary. I I, I thought um, the and uh, look, I am going to descend into just outrageous um, uh, biasness now. Apologies in advance, um, but. Rex Moss, jinx. The the way he talked about the uh, the, the Lang Park fans, you would swear oh, God. that we yeah. had been brought up in a cave and that we were sitting beneath them eating raw meat. It was just, yeah, it was just so bloody rude. Now I, I'm sure. Um, uh, uh, Mossop had heard the words that the crowd was using before. I, I, it yeah. really, yeah. it it beggared belief that he could be offended by the crowd chanting, whoever was a wanker at that time. But that's what they were uh, chanting. Yeah, there's one, there's one guy who's obviously very close to a microphone and he, like in the crowd, and he just kept. Mm. It's quite funny because you hear poofta, then you go it was hilarious. Right. It was like it was like he was there for comedy value, but yeah. he did right. It was like he was just across. Every, he just had this nastiness about him. Yeah. It was more specific to the crowd and to Queensland players. But it's, it, same to the New South Wales guys. You know, I mean, we'll get on to specific events in the game. But you know, guys are going to chop. Are going to drop the ball. You're going to miss a tackle. But you got 
really specific and nasty and 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 uh, personal and there was there was always yeah. this undercurrent maybe i was sort of just hypersensitive to this possibly i was and and am i still am i still listen yeah. and go, oh, don't make me come down there rex <laughs> that's that's right <laughs> um but th- there was always a sort of a uh, a subliminal message that said and the reason you dropped it is because you're not very good and Mm-hmm. Um, we we don't drop them that often because we are good, and there yes. was just that that attitude. And, yes. and look, it, it as I say, I may be just hypersensitive, um, but I just didn't like the didn't like the time. But you know, like I've always admired um, Peter Sterling as a commentator because he was there. He yep. played. He did. He was so. It's sort of neutral. Is not the right word. He was just so. Good. Measured, and <laughs> professional, so good. and observant, and good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even Ray Warren, um, uh, who I know oh he played a bit, but he was just he just loved it. So he got excited by anyone who was good. He didn't get he he took real offence at one point years on when Queensland won that winning streak that somebody might think that you were biased. You know. Mm. And look, like we've got obviously Fatty Borton was renowned for his biases, but he admitted it. Well, that, um, that I was in, just about to say part, that, that was that was his shtick, wasn't it? You know, he, he that was a show, he, part of the show, and it, yeah. also he he had been there and done that, and it was kind of that's okay, and and um, but just the, the neg- just negativity when you're trying to um promote promote something that's so great and so much fun, you know? Mm. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not sure Uncle Rexy got it. I I, I don't think he ever really no. bought into the. The origin thing. Anyway, anyway. Uh, so who else? We've we've moved on from uh, Chris Phelan. Um, I was going to do uh, a very very funny joke there about his father being known as Howier, um, but I'll just move on. Yeah. Second row, <laughs> Paul McCabe, um, the great Paul McCabe, the great Paul um, McCabe. Yeah, even greater. And, um, yeah, we were you and I were both big fans of uh, Rowan Hancock. He he was like mm-hmm. this sort of a I don't know a blast from the past. He was sort of old school Queensland um, second row front front row guy, hard as nails. Um, would always uh, carry, would always tackle. No one would ever have to ask him uh, twice, and just. Uh, just a reliable, big-hearted, big-effort guy, and uh, and we loved it. Always like, and watching the, yeah, the the two games he played in, he was fit. Like he was yep. still running towards the end, pulling off big hits. Uh, yep. It wasn't that in my mind. At, at one point, I went, "Oh, those guys are all unfit, not like the super fit dudes of today," and they just. They just um, ran out of puff. They didn't. They were pulling off some big hits and some good moves mm. all mm. the way through. I know it's different, but it still it took it took fitness. I just had visions of Rowan walking off out off the off the farm, off the property, via the pub, into the dressing rooms, onto the field, smash yeah. a few blues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a there was a lot to and like. Repeat. And- yeah. And and yeah. nothing to nothing to dislike about no, Rowan Hancock. No. Uh, front row, uh, a great front row. Uh, Rod Morris, Greg Kanesky, Paul Carr. Um, 
Now, I yep. was a huge Paul Kahn fan. I was delighted to see him back playing for uh, Queensland. And um, he was sort of that... Uh, by, by this stage in his career, I think this was him at his peak. Uh, he yeah. Was, yeah. You know, he was big and tough and he, he could... Um, uh, he could mix it up with the best of them, but he was silky as well, and he could slip a pass away, um, and he would always look to be uh, carrying the ball into space, which is you know something that um, that was rare enough as a as a front rower that you know wasn't just looking to um, to soak up a lot of contact. He was looking for, uh, for yes for space and to get that ball away. He was a he was a super player. Greg Canescu, um Plays at uh, at Hooker, um, still playing for Norths at the time, um, and we'll probably come back to him uh, later on. I think he's a bit of an unsung hero, although you know he played a lot of times for uh, for Queensland as we're as we're going to use his name a lot uh, mm. over the next while. But I don't think he ever got the the credit for being just such a good player, such a good distributor from uh, from dummy half. Um. And yeah, Rod Morris at uh, at prop uh, uh, replacements that actually got on the field this time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Your your boy Norm Carr and yes. um, and Mark Murray, uh, who was a great uh, player. No, still at Valleys at the time. Or was he at Valleys? He he had a club every week as well. Um, yeah, yeah. He was at he was at Valleys and he could uh, cover five eight. Um, uh, he could tackle, lot. couldn't he? He was tough. Little, oh, oh no, yeah. Henry could tackle as well, but Murray could. He was yeah. a tough, tough, tough little guy. Yeah, you know? uh, good player. So that, that was the that was the Queensland team. Um, who who refed that game? I can't remember. Uh, Kevin Steele, his name was Kevin Steele. That's right. Yeah, yeah. where was he from? Where I don't he, know. He, I think he was an English fellow, wasn't he? Might have been. Yeah, or was he New Zealand? I don't know. Uh, yes, Kiwi. I'm just looking at the flag. Mm. Yeah, mm. Kiwi. Oh, oh, little shame. Anyway, and and well, what a game! Well, this this might be my might be my favourite ever Origin game. It's certainly, right up there. Um, really, being the really, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, it'd certainly be in my top three. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, this this was a classic. This this had. Everything. I didn't enjoy the first twenty odd minutes, but um, once once we got that out of our systems, um, yeah, I I absolutely loved this game. <clears throat> so um, talk us through it. Well, New South Wales kicked off, and um, there's a in the second minute, Paul McCabe. Made like a forty meter break down down the middle. Um, did I did I mention forced, the great Paul McCabe? The uh, great Paul McCabe. Force of a mistake. Queensland got a penalty, and after the Origin one, when the nigger kicked seven goals, we went, "Well, here we go," and they missed. <laughs> um, yeah. And then there's a bit of argy bargy, a bit of bit of play, and then in the thirteenth minute, there was an almighty brawl, which I. You know, it was Rod Morris and Bowden. I think Bowden kind of started. I don't know, but I don't think Rod Morris took much, didn't take much. Was, uh, someone, was, someone had stolen Rod Morris's lunch or something that day because God, yeah, he looked he was, angry. He was not. He was angry, yeah. Um, 
But the best thing that happened, there's sort of breaking out all over the place. And then Wally decided that Terry, Lew- Terry Lamb was uh, <laughs> fair game and just went like, you know, which is, says a lot. Look, I know, you know, um, this, how Wally reads a game. Like he's going, right, I'm going to, if you throw a young 5'8 who was thrown into the tip last minute anyway, throw him off his game, mm. you know they're going to struggle. So Wally went looking for him. And found him he, he, a few he, times. He found him and and threw some some crazy uh, uppercuts from from. Yeah. I don't know. He took yeah. he took a swing from behind his right ear and just yeah connected with uh, Terry Lamb. I have my my theory on this is he just didn't approve of Terry Lamb's um, whisker arrangement. That those yeah. those big yeah. side boots oh, he yeah. was sporting yeah. that day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, James! They laid, I don't know, something slightly Amish about the the, the setup. Anyway, it sort of settled down a bit. Settled down for about three seconds, and then it was on again. And um, mm. ended up Mor- Morrison Morrison bowed and was sin binned for ten minutes. Um. Uh, and once again, uh, it was hard to tell who started it because they, I think they're both both pretty shrewd characters, but um. Rod certainly uh, wasn't taking a backward step. Um, no. And um, both both in the bin. Um, geez, and then there's some really unsavoury stuff. Um, Les Boyd put one on Lewis, like a really bad one on Lewis. Um, yeah, late. he did. The, he, he, the more I look at Les Boyd, you go, I don't mind, um, you, you know, your, your Rod Morris's and your Bowden's and your bloody Steve Roach's and your – but he's – Les Boyd was just like a cheap shot specialist, yeah, and you know, was. Was can just... I can I take a minute on this one because th- this this is Please. one of my favourite subjects. I, I I always get there's a, there's a couple of uh, rugby league Facebook groups that I'm part of, and most of the time I don't participate in any of the charming banter that that goes on, but occasionally. When I see all the stuff about what a hard man Les Boyd was, mm. I, I can't help but help them with this one, correct the error of their ways. Les Boyd was not a hard man because a hard man no. doesn't throw cheap shots the way he did. The The cheap shot on Lewis here was just a, uh, just a precursor to the ultimate cheap shot elbow with uh, Daryl Broman uh, a couple of years yeah. Don't right like yeah. <laughs> I wish you had got down right like. There'd be no sorry. bloody horses. That'd be yeah, yeah. Sorry, Mrs. Braithwaite, but neither of us, neither of us would have minded that. Yeah. Um, however, Daryl Broman, on the other hand, was. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was well, on he the. He didn't deserve the, it. Daryl Braithwaite didn't he, deserve he, it. Yeah. He didn't deserve. That's the point we're trying to make. Yeah, Daryl yep. Braithwaite yep. deserved it. Um, yeah, that elbow. Now we we were sitting um, disturbingly close to the event when when he got uh, clattered with the elbow, and it was a sickening, girlish behaviour from. Actually, that's that's horrendously sexist. I'll withdraw yeah. that. It wasn't girlish. It was just cowardly. And his career was marred by cowardly acts just like that. 
I don't care that he that he could play from time to time. I don't care that he was a good broken field runner and all that sort of stuff. His his career was um, will will forever, in my opinion, be sullied by the fact that he just didn't couldn't resist a cheap shot, uh, and and mm. in no way is he a tough guy uh, in the way that you would associate most uh, Origin players both uh, south and north of the border. Not impressed, yeah, yeah. never will be. Sorry, no. I digress. True. No, fair, fair call. No, this is all within the first 10 minutes, all this stuff. So it's all, mm. um, it's all, it's all a bit angry. Uh, became a bit of attacking footy. Um, in the 10th minute, uh, Brennan drops, drops a bomb um, uh, in his, uh, right on the, on the line. And which leads to a dropout. Uh, play carries on a little bit. Queensland make their way up to um, close to New South Wales try line, and uh, Kineski, as as Mossop kindly points out, Kineski, a pass goes astray, and Growth just swoops on it mm. and scores this stunning ninety-five meter try. Um, great try, which is great try, and the running style of the guy, like the whole thing, was just was amazing. Um, mm. You know, and that 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 is one of the great origin tries. So yep. it's um, so it's it's converted. It's five nil. Um, Rex Mossop says a few more nasty things, um, and the, and then and then there's just more run of play. Sterling sets up a a, a classic. Mick Cronin try. So after 19 minutes, it's 10 nil, and we're all going, or well, some of us are going, uh, uh, here we go. Um, yeah. Well, we, uh, we, we were saying that. Holy moly. We just had, was this origin thing good for one game? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, you know, there's a few good moments. Cole Scott um, pulls off a great tackle on Terry Fay in the, in the 20th minute. But, um, yeah, New South Wales are all over us. And then uh, out of the blue, Growth scores his scores his second try, which is a well set up backline movement, and he scurries over, and yeah, it's 15, 15 nil um, after twenty minutes. Well, that that second, so, sorry, that secondary nil. Growth try, that that one bothered me because he he got the ball what 20, 20 yards out, something like that, and ran yeah, diagonally yeah. from the left wing, pretty much untouched. And um, yeah, and and yeah, puts it down under the post. That worried the hell out of me because it, yeah. I, I was it thinking looked loose, it, didn't every, it? it did, it did, and the there were there was certainly no uh, maroon wall in front of him there. Um, and I thought, no. Jing, if, if they keep giving the ball to this fella, this could be a cricket score. Mm. But it wasn't. So that's um, so that's after twenty minutes. It's fifteen nil. The Queensland fights back, and they get up. Um, so they they they're attacking towards the Milton Road end, and a bit of back. Not, I say backline work, a, a bit of passing. But it's uh, Paul McCabe who pulls off a great pass. To, That's um, right. The Brad great Backer, Paul McCabe. The great Brad, Brad Backer, um, whose favourite meal is steak, Diane. Uh, by the way, uh, <laughs> uh, he's he's over. He's over in the. In the corner, basically, and uh, yep. 
Yeah, Mal, Mal converted from the sideline. So it's 15-5. So we're going, okay, it's not going to be embarrassing. Um, in the third, once in the just before halftime, Mal misses a goal from, um, I can't remember what, what wasn't right in front, but he misses a penalty goal. Yeah, um, he he had he missed a couple of kickable goals in that first half. He did, yeah. So um, we had half time at at um fifteen uh, five, yeah. and then early in the second half, um, Lewis pulls off a ma- an amazing tackle on on growth, and um, sort of I think sort of sets the tone like they're kind of back back in it. Um, uh, New South Wales are kind of defending a bit on their own, um, in their own half, and then Rogers Rogers drops one cold, swooped on by Wally. So would that have been forty meters out, something like that? Yeah, certainly thirty. Yeah, and he does that diagonal run where you think he's setting somebody up, and you think that he's not very fast or super fast, and he pulls off that great try, which has become one of the all time classics that. Um, to my mind, I thought it was scored later in in time because it became an ad, famous in an ad, a forex ad, hmm. um, uh, which was in mid late eighties. So hmm. in my mind, it was scored later in time, but it was actually that's in the second game. Yeah, it was, and it was it was a super super try. And I just make one comment on that, um, and you alluded to the fact that um, he he was. Quick, he, I always thought that um, of Lewis's many talents, uh, the one that was sort of unappreciated was the fact that he was quick. The first five yards, yeah. he was he was quick. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't th- I don't think he was quick over a hundred, but you know, how often do you have to run a hundred uh, yards in a row? Um, yeah. yeah, and and he's certainly quick thinking, but he could. You know the fast twitch fibers were were working there. You know he was he was up up and away, and they they kind of got to him uh, on the goal line. But um, yeah, oh, then, it, then he's got try. the strength to slide across. Yeah, so That's then right. it becomes fifteen fifteen ten, um, and then we see that um, you know it wasn't that much um, much later that uh, Colin Scott is from a scrum. Uh, Henrik passes it to Lewis, who passes it to Scott, which I'd imagine they'd practice this a bit. Hmm. And he made a fantastic run. Looked like he was going to score for all money. He beat two guys. I keep looking at the replay. I can't see who he beat, Cole Scott. I'd imagine maybe it was Lamb. Maybe it was... Um, Sigsworth. Yeah, Sigsworth. I could, I could have beaten Sigsworth. But um, anyway, um, so it looks like for all money that he's going to score. Because he was quick. Like... He was yeah, Cole. He was quick. He was Jesus not as quick as Eric Growth? And um, so no. Growth pulls him down. And to this day, he wishes he hadn't. Um, <laughs> That's right. That's because, right. Because Cole, Chris Close had other ideas. Yeah, Cole, you'll talk us through it. Cole gets up and or tries to get up to play the ball, and you know. Yeah, well, as I as I well, I didn't allude to last week. I said last week I I saw an interview with um, uh, uh, with Eric Growth. Now, did I see it or did I read it? I can't remember. One of those two, anyway. I didn't make it up. Anyway, he um, he couldn't move because he had landed 
awkwardly um, oh, on, yes. on his McGonagall's and, um, and couldn't move. <laughs> Yeah, so, as we call so it he was, in, the, in the medical world. <laughs> that's, that's right. I don't want to get too scientific for you, but uh, mm. um, yeah, he, he he landed on that special place um, and um, couldn't move. And Chris Close, obviously, if he'd known, he would have been far more polite. And um, yes, they would. <laughs> and what, might have given him, them a rub. <laughs> that's, right. that's not an image I needed. Um, and he gave him a, a pretty, pretty fierce backhander. Um, and it, it did make contact because his head came up sort of Rocky-esque. And, um, but it still hadn't moved him. And uh, Close gave him another one, which didn't make the same yeah. sort of connection. But by then, that was enough. Um, it was enough, yeah. Close got he, he, played he, it, grabbed it. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, you weren't going to stop Chris Close from there. Rex Mossop didn't it was, like it though. It was worth, worth, worth saying. He didn't Rex. like it, and he said he co- he commented at some stage when it was appeared that Chris Close was going to be man of the match, and he said, "Well, he won't be our man of the match." That that's right. So, Interestingly enough, we, we may come back to that later, but he he then selects Wally Lewis to be uh, man of the match, um, uh, which I'm. Confident, irritated the hell out of just about everyone south of the border, because yeah, Wally will yeah. go on to. What did he get? Five out of the first ten, something like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Not, not that I've ever particularly been interested in this man of the match business, because it just doesn't. I don't know. That that sort of individual award never, never really makes much sense to me. <clears throat> Excuse me, but um, yeah, <clears throat> Rex Mossop did not approve of Chris Close's um, approach. Yeah. Lacking yeah. a lack of sensitivity with uh, yeah. Eric Growth, and we were, we cared. We really were, you know, concerned about what Rex thought at that point. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. So it's fifteen. It's fifteen all with fifteen minutes to go. Rowan Hancock goes on an almighty run, and this is what I'm talking about earlier. Like, it's you know, there's you know, it's it's well into the game. And he's got heaps of heaps to go. Uh, but he gets he gets hurt. It's like uh, it looks like he's broken his wrist. So he goes off. The the great the great um, Norm Carr finally gets onto a uh, gets onto the field in a state mm-hmm. of origin match. He does. But around this same time, too, growth growth comes off. And look, like growth was like when he's even he's beyond that in his Parramatta days. Like he was like this big fierce runner. But I think he's a bit like. He was a bit of a softy, I think, as a as as a guy, and so was Eric Growth Jr. I mean, not um, mm. I don't mean that in a bad way. I just think they were good-hearted blokes, and so I think uh, yeah, I, I think the same. Them, I, I, I think they're just good blokes and good blokes. Uh, yeah, Eric Growth was clearly in pain when he's coming off. I know, and look, um, it's um, as much as it's like folklore and all that sort of stuff that he caught those backhanders from Chris Close. You go. Oh, you know, um, it wasn't. You know, don't take it personally. You know, <laughs> no. uh, to the point where um, apparently um, Eric and Eric Junior have a podcast called the Undergrowth, something like that. Yeah, podcast. It's called Undergrowth. So we should have mm-hmm. listened to that. And uh, yeah, I will. Yeah, there you go. So anyway, so 
Rowan's off with a broken wrist. The great Norm yeah. Carr's on. Um, Henrik's off. Murray's on. Paul Kahn makes an all right, almighty run in the 70th minute. Then McCabe makes another great run. Um, the great Paul McCabe. Yep. The great Paul McCabe. Then in the 73rd minute, Lewis kicks in goal. And um, Phil Sigworth caught, caught in goal. And, uh, caught, and this is where Rex Morris gets nasty. It's, oh, it didn't look like he was even even trying, you know? Like <laughs> 80. I don't know what I would have done with those notes. Yeah, so Sigsworth's caught in goal, forces a New South Wales dropout. Then from the dropout, um, uh, takes taken by Murray. Murray passes on to Lewis. Lewis puts a kick through. Meninga fires it through, puts it on the toe, and then is taken out of action by Steve Rogers. And uh, a penalty tries awarded. Um, Rex Mossop calls it and says, "Yeah, it would have been definitely a would have been definitely a try." But which is odd because, um, what do you reckon, Steve? Do you reckon that would have been a try? I, I don't. I don't. I loved the decision. I loved it at the time, but. Um, no, yeah. I, don't, I don't think I, I don't think Meninga was going to get there, and uh, because the the ball was going over the dead ball line, and even if he had, there was a New South Wales player closer to the ball than Meninga. Um, yeah, and so, who I yeah. think was uh, Sigsworth. So, geez, I think I think we uh, we got lucky with that call, um, with that decision. Um, Morally probably correct because Steve Rogers <laughs> did did bring him down, but moral victory is not not really what we're looking for. Yeah, there. yeah. So um, look, so yeah, we get the we get the penalty tried. Then the play goes on. Meninga kicks. We get one another another penalty, and um, you know, yeah. So we would have won anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. what that means. That's, that's it. So the final score twenty two fifteen. Twenty-two, fifteen, and a, and a and a great, great game of rugby league. It was. Um, it was one of my men of the match. Uh, one of, Chris Close. Yes, second. Uh, two we, out we of two. Didn't talk about him much. We didn't talk about him at all. But he was carving them up left, right, and centre, wasn't he? He played really, really well. Um, and probably didn't have the the standout effect that he had in the nineteen eighty game, but he was. He was really solid, and uh, you know his tackling in in the middle of the field was ferocious. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and I think you know by now it's it's paving the way for Queensland's um, love of having two big uh, ball running centres um, that that don't mind tackling as well, and that uh, that um, that blend. Uh, would would go on with uh, Gene Miles and and others, um, yeah, uh, Inglis etc. But you know it was it was very very effective and and a very big weapon for for us in this match in eighty one. That's right, it was, and it was possibly setting the scene for how Origin was different to Clubland, um, and you picked you picked Origin players. Um, that, not necessarily that's right. the, that's, best, the best players. That, that's, that's a good point. Um, uh, that Origin 40 was, was, was moving away from how 
club footy was being played in uh, club rugby league, uh, both in Sydney and in Brisbane, you could count on the last 20 minutes that the defensive wall is going to start to break up. Um, you know, it's long long before the inter- crazy interchange uh, thing comes along <clears throat> and players just start wearing out in that last 20 minutes. And that really just didn't happen to that degree in uh, state of origin footy. You, you still needed to make uh, clean breaks and to set up uh, tactics that got uh, got the guy with the ball in hand with a bit of room in front of him. So, you know, uh, Lewis's kicks over the top and uh, the short passes that um, that the centres used to run into, uh, run onto, were were so crucial. Um, but yeah, and and therefore that that those big centres were all the more uh, potent. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that was the uh, that was the match in uh, in eighty one. Um, the uh, the upshot of that, of course, is that uh, after this match, it was decided that. Uh, Origin is going to be the way forward uh, from here on in, and uh, interstate footy has finished and forever. Forever now, um, yeah. Uh, Origin uh, Origin is the the interstate uh, format, and has been nothing. I mean, I've, I've never heard of anyone ever wanting to go back, and, and, and well, they certainly yeah, no. certainly won't now. But um, you know, in the next couple of years. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you can remember, but I don't remember anyone ever wanting to uh, to go back to the old format. No, no. no. Well, now, now that all all that's spoken of is, besides being the pinnacle of, of a, uh, or one of the you know one of the sporting events, great sporting events of Australia, like it's 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 got um, yeah, it's 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 uh, incomparable. As, as far as yeah, the the, the it, way it, it generates you know, like the fervor and the and the um, and just the interest and like people it, that it don't also, care about football, you know, they'll watch it, you know. Well, that that's right. You 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 have the same people that that you know the like the the golf lovers that only ever watch the Masters or um or the the horse racing ones that only watch the the Melbourne that's Cup. It. Yeah, um, yeah. You, you do have that, um. That sort of uh, supporter uh, for Origin, and they're just as welcome as as the likes of us that watched uh, footy every week. Um, yeah. The other the other virtue I think that Origin uh, has is that um, it's fair. You know where where they played their first, and we'll definitely come onto this in a, in uh, the next few uh, years of. Um, uh, of matches, if, if not years of this podcast, um, that uh, where they played their first senior footy seems to be about the right way to uh, decide yeah. where someone is uh, from. Otherwise, you would have crazy things like Peter Sterling uh, being a Queenslander. You know, I, yeah, he was born in Toowoomba, but he played his uh, senior footy down south, so yeah. That, yeah. that seems perfectly reasonable. Which brings me neatly on to... Um, this week's um, featured player, um, and uh, you and I talked about this as to we, we it had to be a, a New South Welshman um, because we're we have decided to become totally impartial oh. and and yeah. fair and unbiased yeah. uh, <laughs> lovers of footy. We're a shot. We're a shining light for impartiality, and uh, <laughs> that's right. 
That's right. Balance. Um, it's all about balance. And let's say, and we and speaking of balance, the most balanced runner in um, oh, uh, rugby league nice football work. at the time. Yeah. Hey, yeah. thank you, um, Steve Rogers, and yeah, uh, he, was, uh, uh, he was he uh, was captain that day. Was he captain that day? He was, yeah, he was. Thank you, thank you. Yep. He was. Um, yep. So uh, it seems only right to to talk about Steve Rogers, and uh, this is probably now he's only twenty six, twenty seven. You always th- I always thought of Steve Rogers as being older than he was that. 27. And he was 27 and Mick Cronin was 30. Because right. Mick Cronin looked like he was 45. That's, that's right. Always. Then, yeah. Um, uh, Steve all, Rogers, yeah. Uh, Steve, he, Ro- he, Steve Rogers looked like he was always the same age, didn't he? he was like, yeah, he always, he always yeah, seemed he like, like a, a superhero. That's that's right. Do you know the player that I always was reminded of watching Steve Rogers? Uh, I don't know if, if you ever sort of thought of this, but Jeff Richardson and Steve Rogers, not only do they sort of look similar, I guess, um, but they played the, uh, the game the same way, you know, um, ball in hand, great runners, but but thinking uh, players seem to see the, the game ahead of um, the, you know, a couple of tackles ahead of, of everyone else. Um, and well, Steve you know, Rogers, you know, how, where, you know um, where I stand on Jeff Richardson. Like he was just my absolute hero. As was yeah. Steve Rogers. I never actually thought about that because Jeff Richardson was just uh, uh, once again a prince. And I think when you start using that language, it's because remember when um, uh, there were brawls between Redcliffe and West mm. Brisbane at mm. Lang Park, and, and Jeff at one point Jeff Richardson. Sat on the football while the brawl was that, going uh, on. on halfway. That's right, on halfway. And when, are you, just let me know when you're done. Uh, that, that's right. And again, and and not out of a lack of um, toughness for, what, for no. whatever that that horrible word is worth. He just didn't have any interest. He was there to play footy, and, was, and he played all those tough games for Queensland against New South Wales in, se- in mid seventies. And he, was, he had. No, it's and, not his, I wouldn't say he's tough as nails. You got to be tough to play those, you know. But he's just. And but I thought they're both silky runners, could do anything, skilled, so skilled yeah. you, people couldn't touch them. You know, Steve no Rogers just, just seemed to be always balanced. Now, he was lightning quick. He never, mm. you know, his running style was so, I don't know, liquid <laughs> that mm. he just seemed to be uh, smooth all the time. But he, he was seriously um, pacey. Well, I think so anyway, a little bit about for that for that description. Even now, every now and then a player will come along. Can't think of an example at the moment. They'll go, "Oh, it's like Steve Rogers esque," you know, to go mm. like you you invented a style, you know, and it's mm. um, yeah, and it's just um, exactly what he did. He invented a new way of playing. Hmm. Um, Steve Rogers, born in nineteen fifty four. Uh, died in 2006, obviously too young. Um, now, here, here we come right at the very start to the interesting bit. Um, born on the Gold Coast, played his um, first senior footy on the Gold Coast uh, with Southport. Queenslander. <laughs> and moved to uh, Sydney in 1973, his 19th year. Now, he was 18, but it was his 19th year uh, to play for uh, Cronulla. So. 
Yeah. Yep. Where <laughs> should he be a Queenslander? Mm. Yes, yeah. should be. I don't mm. know. Where do you sit on this one? Oh God, it's um. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny. It's also the difference between because he was a one club guy too. That with well, no, he time. wasn't. He, he played played for St George a bit. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, technically, yeah. Let's let's call it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I think you have to. Um, mm. Although this one is going to come back and bite us um, when Greg Inglis comes along. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we'll deal with that then. We'll pretend this never happened. Yeah. Um, it's early days. <laughs> that's right. Um, so yeah, he goes down to uh, Cronulla in 1973 and plays in the grand final that year um, in his against first Manly year of, against Manly, and he would play again uh, the final in '78 against Manly, and they would yep. uh, lose them both. Um, Steve Rogers would go on to play 231 games uh, of senior footy in the NSWRL. Played 21 times for New South Wales and 24 times for Australia. So, you mm. know, fabulous representative record by anyone's uh, imagination. Yeah. Yeah. Went on three kangaroo tours. Um, what else? Um, captained Australia in, in actually this series in 1981. He captained Australia against France. Uh, against France, two, yeah. And, uh, and- two test matches. <clears throat> So you had a, had a few words to say because that was that preceded this this match. That's and right, he and, he, and he, lot, didn't, he played a lot of games. Yeah. Well, according to Rex Mossop, he played five games in uh, ten days. Uh, so this was his fifth game in ten days. So that is a lot of footy. Um, yeah, but Rex Mossop said that. So let's let's <laughs> that's, that's right. we'll, But um, we'll have to we'll have to run that by the uh, the statistics. But apparently, um, Steve Mortimer played in that last test. That's right. He didn't have a good game, and that's how Sterling got picked. And so, that, yeah, Mortimer that, wasn't happy about that. So you know, but no. Um, yeah. So they're clearly playing a lot of footy. But the thing is, bas- they're basically Sydney teams playing Test matches. So it was all this internal bickering, you know. So yeah, and and this was sort of the 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 prelude to some serious bickering, which is about to start in the next couple of years with yeah. uh, Queensland. Um, lack Burnley. of representation, and when Queensland then had serious representation, there was just massive amount of uh, moaning coming from uh, yeah. from South. Anyway, um, Steve Rogers, times. Uh, yeah, did, <laughs> that's, that's right, heady times. He didn't actually want to play that um, 1981 uh, State of Origin game. Um, mm. He thought that was just too much uh, representative footy. Um, but he did play, and he played pretty well. Um, yeah. In 1983, he moved to uh, St. George, so he played two years uh, with St. George, although my memory is in, and I may be wrong about this, is in the, his last year at St. George, he played largely um, in the reserves. Um, and I, I have a, a recollection. I don't have the uh, uh, stats in front of me, but I have a recollection of him playing in the reserve grade grand final. In eighty four, eighty five, he goes back to Cronulla and plays a grand total of nine minutes, uh, and had a broken jaw or had his jaw mm. broken for him, and that was him out uh, for the season. Les Boy, be still playing. <laughs> yeah, good point. 
Um, didn't play again that season. And then in 86, uh, signed for Widnes in uh, England. Played 13 minutes before he broke his leg. And that was it. That, unfortunately, yeah, was was the, the end of his uh, career. So, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 said, I remember at the time, you know, that it was sort of a, a long, sad end to an otherwise uh, fabulous uh, career. But they're injuries, you know. You're going to get injuries playing rugby league. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't, doesn't lessen the fact that he was a, a magnificent player. And um, Well, the fact that we, that's what we were saying earlier, that we, you still referred to when you see a young gun come along and go, wow, he runs like... Because there, there's lots of guys who can run fast, but that that's swerve, right. that straight... I think Holmes, they talk about Valentine Holmes, I think is... Right, yeah. Gets compared to... You know, it's just those athletes, silky athletes, who can change. I think the point is they can change direction. It doesn't look like they've done anything. That, so, that, um, that, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Super played. Uh, now, after after his uh, playing career, he got involved in uh, coaching and in uh, administration. He became a CEO of uh, uh, Cronulla Sutherland Rugby League Club. Uh, he's named in the list of Australia's 100 greatest ever players, and he's in the New South wow. Wales uh, team of the century. So, I didn't know, you know that. He, wow. Yeah. yeah. Heady, heady accolades, and, and yeah. in my opinion – Wholly deserved. Deserved. Wholly deserved, yeah. So, and so what do, what do I remember about him? Well, we've, we've covered the fact that ball in hand, he's that sort of elusive, silky, smooth uh, runner. I also thought he was um, underappreciated in defence. Um, you know, you think about it. How many times did you see him falling off tackles? Just, I, do, I don't... No. I don't think of him uh, like that. He, was, he had that sort of ball and all uh, style. Um Capable of of sort of running people down and and bring him down sort of. I think I don't think in that era too. It wasn't like now where pretty much anyone on the field can pull off a big, absolute you know stop you in your tracks kind of thing. But that wasn't that wasn't the go back then. You 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 no. stopped the guy, but you didn't you know didn't um yeah you didn't but a, a very a very effective um, uh, defender. But the thing you know, I was trying to think of what if if I had to sum him up in one word or a couple of words, how would I do it? And I've ended, I've landed on classy. And that's, that's yeah. how I think of it. Just a really yeah. classy player. Seemed like a classy guy. Again, you know, had that sort of Jeff Richardson class to him that, yeah, I, I saw him once or twice uh, in the middle of fisticuffs, but you could see he'd rather be playing yeah. rugby league than, uh, than doing that stuff. And uh, yeah. yeah, a guy that I admired an awful lot. Um, as well, a here's player. here's an, ad- an admission. I um, he he uh, he was the reason that in probably 1982 something like that. I um, switched because we we used to go well. West Brisbane were my team, but Sydney mm. I'd jump around a bit. But the Sharks were the Sh- Cronulla were. Um, were my, were my team because of Steve Rogers, and I went out and actually bought a Cronulla jersey with my own money that I made really? from delivering the local paper. I don't which was that. a lot of money back then. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I had a Cronulla jersey, which I would wear to bed, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, because yeah. of Steve Rogers, and then then also, uh, who else did I really like? The Sorensen brothers, I really liked. Mm-hmm. 
that team. Paul, Paul um, Kahn? Greg Pierce. Yeah, Paul Kahn, Greg Pierce. Um, mm. Yeah, I was, a, I was a Sharks fan for a little while. But, but having said that, that was because of Steve Rogers. Then I would jump around with my Sydney alliance because generally because of players. I mean, obviously mm. they weren't in the class of the West Panthers, but, no. um, you know, no. yep. but there you go. That's my Steve Rogers thing. Yeah, well, bugger me with a big hairy wombat. I didn't know about that. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, these 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 surprises will pop up all along. <laughs> you'll be you'll be amazed. Yeah, I, I I thought I had lost the ability to be amazed by your no, revelations, I'm a man but of international man of mystery. League mystery. Yeah. So that's uh, that's week this week's episode. Um, I think um, we won't give too much away about uh, 1982, other than to say if we do have any listeners south of the border, hang in there. Um, It's only a matter of time. You're going to have to – the law of uh, averages and odds suggests that you're going to win a game at some point. Yeah, once you start taking it seriously. Yeah. It'll it'll happen. And we look – well, do we look forward to that? I'm not sure we do. I don't. No, no. But we'll cover it. Because yeah. we are balanced, impartial, um, wise rugby league sages who just just love the game. We're philosophical. Yeah. And that. Philosophical <laughs> and that. Right. Okay. Well, look, that's, that's, a uh, that's, that's a wrap, folks. And uh, thank you very much. And uh, it's goodbye from me. Good night. <laughs>